I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? You know, the best time to introduce a bit in a show like this, something serialized, is the last episode of a series is that you record it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, you got to end the series strong, right? You can't have a lost ending where everyone's actually alive or dead. I don't even remember. I didn't watch the last season, so. Mm. Who cares? Uh, Sadly, we might have have a little bit of a lost ending with Alexander. (laughs) Oh. Wait, are you telling me he dies at the end? I know. Well, what? Who knows? <laughs> what we is this show? We never know. What? There's no body. So <laughs> good point. Mm. Um, if if the human glove of skin does not fit, you cannot acquit. That's a famous saying mm-hmm. by a famous gay man, which we honor. Joe Piscopo. Famous Dave. Yeah, famous Dave. <laughs> Of the trash can barbecue world. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everyone. Episode six of Alexander the Great underway. My gosh. This is Roast Mortem Cast. And if you get up to episode six, this is who we are. I'm Travis. <laughs> yeah. I'm Tom. I'm Connor. And uh, I'm, fi- I'm really excited to record an episode where I'm not speaking the whole time. It's been, it, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've been putting in a lot of words. A lot of words coming out my mouth. Flapping. Dude, yeah. this has been an epic. This is like uh, Homer from The Simpsons writing a story about a man that goes to war at <laughs> the Quickie Mart. And his name is Bart Simpson, and he does a kickflip. And everyone's like, that is a mean kid. That's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I said. That's what they've so, all been saying. When I play twenty questions, that's my first question. You'd be surprised. Is it Bart Is Simpson? It Bart Simpson. Yeah. You'd be surprised at how little, how much pudding is in the brains of people who play twenty questions, myself included. So if you start with, "Is it Bart Simpson?" You're going to narrow it down pretty quick. Yeah. See, what you really got to do to fuck pe- fuck with people when they're playing twenty questions is do it Jeopardy style. Who is Bart Simpson? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's nice. It's a 50-50 shot because it's either Bart Simpson or it's not Bart Simpson. Right. So you've already eliminated 50% of the options that there are. And then you move on to size and then color. Then color. See, this is really fast. We're not a science show, but, I mean, they talk about quantum computing. You know, you got zeros and ones. All that quantum computing means is that the computer says, is it Bart Simpson or is it not Bart Simpson? It's just a different way of of posing one and zero. Right. Okay, enough of that. Seriously, we have a, a long one tonight, or a short one, I forgot to ask you. I think it's going to be a shorter one. Okay, well, we have a short one tonight, yeah. but it is hot in here. It's hot. So, um, I should open a window, uh, but while I'm doing that, tell me about your week, Connor. My week was good. I went to the Yankee game on Friday. First time going to the stadium since uh, the panty. Um, it was nice. It was good. The beers you know are now $19. Oh. oh yeah! Awesome! Yeah, so inflation is affecting us all. I don't think it was inflation. <laughs> I think that's that seems weird. Yeah, yeah. 
The American family being priced out of a good time at the ball game, eating peanuts off the ground. I know, right? Oh, yeah, what really a shame. And you know what? They got to get on their moral high ground because once the seventh inning hits, I'm willing to keep paying $9 for a beer, but they don't let you drink after that. That's the thing. It should, it should be like 10 bucks normally, and then after the eighth inning, that's when you charge $20 a beer. Because that's yeah. when I'd be drunk enough to be like, yeah, give me three more. Like, <laughs> I think the last game I went to, I went with my father, and I bought the beer. And being a bearded man, I was like, you know what? Let me get something that's not Bud Light, Barry mm-hmm. Larkin. Let's get a, let's get a, a Brooklyn Lager. Man, that was the worst waste of fifteen bucks ever. Yeah, my dad's like, "What's a what's a logger? You mean you mean a Sam Adams? Yeah, is this a Yingling? Yeah, what what is this crap? There's four beers. Yeah, this is juice of some kind, poisonous juice. What's weird was the the most disappointing thing wasn't the price of the beers that I was prepared for. The sausage and peppers tasted like shit. Compared oh. to what it used to taste like. Oh. I was so disappointed in it. Dude, they gotta Pepper vaccinate inflation. those sausages. It was every terrible. sausage <laughs> every sausage needs to get hit with a with a booster shot. I, it used to be like that nice, like fat bratwurst, the premium sausage, nice peppers and onions. This was like a long hot dog bun. The sausage was slightly thicker than like an average hot dog. And the peppers and onions were like completely mashed up rather than being like nice long slices. Oh, it was. I was so disappointed with it. Let me tell you, if I make you a sausage pepper, it's going to be Jimmy Dean sausage and just pepper, like table pepper. And you're going (laughs) to love it, dude. That would have been better than what I ate. That sucks. Uh, How'd the Yankees do? They won in the 13th inning. We stayed the whole time. Wow. Great. All right. Yeah. 2 1. It's exciting. Exciting Who are they playing? The boys? The Cubbies. Oh, Cubbers. Yeah, South Side boys. Mm. I don't know if the Cubs are South Side or North Side. I know they're one side. I don't know. I don't think a lot of those guys are from that state. No, I don't think any of them are from uh, Chicago. That's how it works. <laughs> they're, they're from Nicaragua. <laughs> they're from, yeah, they're from the DR. <laughs> yeah, it was that's good. good. It was good. Travis, what's going on with you? What, what, do you see any games this week? <laughs> Actually, I was near a game. I was near the Mariners uh, Sox game this week, past weekend, because I went up to Seattle for the first time. And mm. I learned that not every, I mean, I'm sure there's areas where you're going to get some diarrhea, but not every West Coast city is filled to the brim with diarrhea. Because it was very clean. I don't know what the news has been showing, but uh, Seattle was, was clean as fuck. As a real person who lives in Portland, all the shit that people say about Portland is true. Correct? <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. Correct? Yeah. Mostly. So you're saying Seattle, there's a chance of happiness there. Yeah, I, I think so. A little bit so. of sunshine. I bought a very expensive shirt at Filson. Uh, and this was like, if you want to talk about the most, Filson is from uh, Seattle. They were originally a... Um, a supplier for the Alaska Klondike Gold Rush, mm. so they're like a very vintage brand. But I went in there and it was the most man branded store ever. They had axe throwing outside. Some guy with a twirled mustache asked if I wanted to have a beer while I was shopping. There's random people like polishing their like leather shirts and shit in there. What, was it too much, man? Was it like ah, these guys are trying hard? <laughs> I think if it was anything other than Filson, because it's like legitimately like been there for over a hundred years, I would have been like, 
Yeah. But this was kind of like on point, you know. Yeah. I didn't drink the beer because it looked gross. I I drink if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be in Seattle, I want to do Rainier beer. You know, I want to have like cheap crap beer. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. But yeah, that was that was my weekend of uh, just a tad of diarrhea. Like I think nice. I left and there was maybe a speck on the, the bottom of my pants. That's good. I'm glad. How about you, Tom? You said the word Klondike. It reminds me of... Uh... So there's a crazy lady, right? That um, my father-in-law, she goes to her house and he helps her clean and take care of her property. He does a lot of property maintenance for a living. He's all over the place. That's nice. And there's one property. It's a crazy lady who owns this place. And she orders things by the dozen. Things you you would never need. Um, um, electric... Tea kettles, things of that nature. Twelve, twelve at a time. <laughs> Whoa! Right. So when you said Klondike, it reminded me of this woman because the last gift package we got from there was about twelve cases of Klondike bars. What did you do? <laughs> what did you do for those Klondike bars? <laughs> Nothing. That, <laughs> they're not even good at all. Klondike bars are not that great. It's one of the worst no. ice cream confections out there. I swear, I- it's terrible. I think underneath the uh, was the Choco Taco is Klondike Bar, in my opinion. So where so you're saying the Choco Taco is pretty low on the is, list? Is that if you're just yeah. ranking those two things? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah <'cause>, no. <laughs> Well, she seems like a sweet woman, and she buys lots of things she doesn't need. And uh, yeah, we get to eat them, I suppose. But uh, and I am bulking now, as I have been the past five six months. So I can't say no. No. Do a dirty bulk. Do more Klondike, man. You're doing a dirty bulk. Well, yeah, that's when you eat things you shouldn't to get extra calories. That's dirty bulking. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that I mean, like once or twice a week where I'll eat a pint of ice cream or something. Klondike or, is or one 12 of the, Klondike. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> a Klondike is one of the clean one of the cleanest areas of the world, so I would say that eating those bars probably well, good for do you. Do you know how it stays clean? They scrape all the crud out of Klondike region. And put it in bars and send it to fat Americans. Look, Tom, I mean, this is a, this is a story for another day, but don't yeah. start knocking these Klondike bars. Let's go into history. Uh, next next you're going to start talking. No, 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 no. He's going to start talking about shit about the Choco Taco. And then we're entering uh, culturally insensitive territory. This is a Mexican Choco Tacos uh, culture. No one, no one okay. will get upset okay. about Choco Tacos. Okay. They're delicious. I mean... I've had better, but let's continue. <laughs> Maybe we'll back revisit to- this at the end of the episode if we find it necessary yeah. or remember. Back to Alexander! Let's finish off this great boy. Let's get down to it. So, we left off with Alexander, where uh, his army kind of said, no further, don't bring us into India, uh, bring us home. So, yeah. what does he do? But he's got to go home. So the army uh, over in India loads themselves into some massive ships that they'd constructed. Um, these were built right on the site of where they had just had the big battle with Porus. So basically they just kind of use all the debris and build all these ships and set sail down the river. So I got a question. I already have a question. Yeah. 
Por- Porus, um, he was seemed like a badass. Remember Porus last, was last awesome. episode? I love that guy. Yeah, riding on an elephant uh, with chainmail on. Does he turn around? I know he uh, Alexander made him the sand trap. What is it? Whatever <laughs> the, the hell that trap, is. Yes. Sand. Yeah, the sand trap. You got to get your iron out. And uh, but does he follow Alexander back, or is he just like? Uh, f- from what I understand, and I could be wrong. I think he like follows him for a little bit on the island, or the, on the island, on the river journey, and then you know hops off once they're farther down. He stays loyal to Alexander, unlike a lot of the other satraps in the area. But then, I think, I mean, how many years is it? It's not many more years. Spoiler: before Alexander dies, and then <laughs> Porus just kind of it's like, all right, I guess I'm independent. Then, like I said in the last episode, he helps Chandragupta become. Uh, emperor of the Mauryan empire so he kind of hitches his wagon to the new rising star oh so maybe he'll be featured in another episode at some maybe point. maybe yeah so they're on the hydaspes river um and that is one of the tributaries to the indus so their plan is to like make their way down hit the indus take the indus all the way down to the persian sea or the arabian sea and then head back home that way um, the first sign of trouble is that they hear that there is a group of people known as the Mali and the Oxter- Oxidraci, I think. I don't oh, know how to pronounce well, it. Well, I, I don't know about that second one, but I had an ex named Mali. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And these people do not want Alexander and the army crossing their territory, and their territory is where the Hydaspes meets the Indus. They have a big fortress there. So... He has some small skirmishes and battles as they're making their way down. Nothing on a major scale. Uh, and he finally kind of pens the Malians back into this main fortress on the, um, at the fork of the river. He knew he couldn't dally too long. The army's morale was already kind of cratering. And so he kind of orders just a real rushed, uh, rushing of the siege of this fortress. Just, you know, get in there and take it. We got to go home soon. Alexander, as always, leading from the front. And he notices that the assaults are kind of all half-hearted, you know. There's no, no one's really, their heart's not in it anymore, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, they've already conquered pretty much the known world, and now they're just coming back, you know. Yeah. They're not going to be, you're not, you're not going to give it your all. You're going to, you're going to walk into home. Yeah, right? exactly. You know? You're going to, you're not going to swing that battering ram back as far to throw it into the gates as much. Yeah. Yeah. So Alexander, he sees this, so he jumps, jumps into the fray. He's leading from the front, trying to inspire his men. He grabs a scaling ladder, throws it up against the wall, climbs on up, and just starts hacking dudes to death on the top of the wall. A few of his friends follow him. They're trying to help out, and the whole army sees this. So we got to help out our king. And they're rushing to get up there, and in their rush, the ladder snaps in half, and all the men come tumbling down leaving Alexander and two or three buddies stranded on the top of the wall of this enemy fortress. Huh. This almost sounds made up. Sure. <laughs> I'm just- I was going to say, that sounds like Three Stooges, right? <laughs> A little, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Alexander sees this happen um, and takes the reckless decision to jump off the wall. Not back to the safety of his own camp, but into the fortress itself. So his men see him up there, and they see him jump into the fortress. All right, that's cool. Yeah, he kills. Very f- smart. Yeah, he kills a few more dudes, and then takes an arrow right through his breastplate and into his chest, deep into the right side of his chest. 
the two companions that had followed him up to the wall that were still up there, they start um, defending him, um, trying to fight these defenders as they're running over to try and kill Alexander and finish him off. He, Alexander apparently slips into unconsciousness. And this whole scene seems to have awoken the army that had been sagging. So they feel ashamed and guilty. They crash through the fortress finally and seize the, seize the day, basically. So he's he's hot dogging, dude. He's sandbagging it a little, like yeah. <laughs> he might he's be. he he's becoming that Jimmy Dean sausage and pepper sandwich. I it's it's made up. It's this gotta be. Well, the wound we know is real. Yeah, but that's not what got it. Um, who knows? Because like, what's you know, you're the biggest pain in the ass right now to thousands of men who just want to go home. Yeah, you just jump to your death. Nearly. If you were thousands of pissed off men, would you walk in there to save the guy who's paying your ass, or would you walk home? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think the I, you got a point there. <laughs> I would probably yeah. be walk. I would say, guys, let's walk home. He fought really bravely. We could say all these nice shits about him. Get a new guy. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, go to Target. Get yourself a, a Bart the Excellent. <laughs> the next, the next guy. Well, that's not the story we get. The story we get is that this happened, and then in their anger that their king is maybe dying, uh, they kill all of the people they find inside the citadel. Man, woman, and child. To the man. Put into the sword. Alexander, grievously wounded, not doing well. The arrow is deep into his chest, and all of his men are way too frightened to to be the one that takes the arrow out. Because uh, they know the ha- arrow has to come out for the wound to heal, but they're also, in order to take it out, you have to cut a deeper incision into his chest. And right, because it's afraid, barbed, yeah, right? because it's barbed. And they're all too afraid to be the one to do it, because if they do it and they screw up, then they're going to get their heads chopped off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd probably say get Hephaestion, because he knows how to penetrate Alex very well. Yeah. Hephaestion and he knows how to remove it. He was probably too drunk, though. No, you know, didn't have steady mm-hmm. hands, really. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, did you know that alcohol is a performance-enhancing drug in shooting competitions? Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, the biathlon. Can't get drunk, dude. Yeah. Because it calms calms you down. Is that why Norwegians win instead of the Finns? Because the Finns just have like a base level, like 0.2 BAC? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. It just keeps them from winning. Perhaps. Uh It helps especially with the rally. Yeah. Uh, so Perdiccas, one of Alexander's advisors, volunteers to do this job. Um, he does it successfully. Um, so good job, Perdiccas. Well done. And Alexander makes a full recovery in just a few weeks' time. However, as they're going down uh, rivers after this, they can't paddle his boat because they have to keep it real steady and smooth. So they're just kind of pushing his along or like towing it from the sides of the river. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they don't want to wake him up? They'll, they don't want it to, like, rock, and so it's just, like, just let it glide down. Okay. I don't know. It's these ancient guys. They got their methods. Sounds very slow. Yeah. So this would be the final time that Alexander would ever lead troops in combat. His military career is done. Unknown to him, of course, at the time. He thinks he's still got lots of conquests to come. Mm. This is Dude, e- where... Where do you think he'd go next? You think he'd be like, oh, well, I've heard of a place called Africa, and they kiss the rain down there, dude. That's hard to do. I want to be able to kiss rain. You read in the script? Rain's small and you, fast. You re- did you read ahead already? <laughs> what? He's trying to kiss raindrops? He might be trying to kiss raindrops. We don't know. 
Oh, God, uh, yeah. So just to cover where Alexander is at this point, because this is when his empire reaches his apex. He's retiring. Not, again, not retiring. to. He doesn't know this yet. But he has a perfect military record. He's never lost a battle. Uh, never lost a siege. He's undefeated. No other general in history can claim that. And didn't we? Didn't didn't you mentioned we had a big L last week? Yeah, but though, he's I not think. leading it. Oh, yeah, okay. that was a right. underling that he sent away. I got gotcha. you. So he Techn personally on the technicalities. Yeah, Alexander leading men in combat never lost. Okay. Uh, so at this time, this is the largest land empire the world had ever seen. It covers two million square miles, which is four percent of the land area of Earth. And now, remember, this is the ancient world, so to them, the Earth is the Mediterranean, Persia, and maybe India, so he covers about, like, 90% of that land territory. All right. Yeah. And just to put that in perspective, even the Roman Empire, at its greatest extent in 216 AD, is still smaller than Alexander's empire. Damn. Yeah. So the rest but of the... Oh, go ahead. But he's not building roads and shit. No, you know what I'm saying the Romans they had to they have a whole uh, they've got like the MTA and all these fucking guys that just sit around these unions and Way they say they're building roads and shit like that. And no, he's just roads. stopping at every tree he can and spray painting cornbread on it. Yeah, yeah, and like peeing. On Alexander it. was yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> my tag name was AXTG, <laughs> the Gret. The yeah. Gret. So the rest of the journey down the river is nice and smooth. They've reached the Indus's wide and fertile delta in the early summer of 325 BC. Um, they have a nice little rest and relaxation here. Um, you know, it's on the coastline, probably beautiful country right there. Just enjoying life at this time. Now the plan was the army is going to follow a coastal road through like southern Iran, and then make their way back up into Babylon while a naval force would follow them along for resupplies, and they would build harbors and build new cities, and all these new Alexandrias would go up. Um, and basically the whole idea was make it easier to get from east to west than it already is right now. So, like, build this little sea road kind of up the Persian Gulf. Okay. Did, do you think anyone told Alexander, like, we're building all these, like, Alexandrias. Like, it's going to be really hard to tell where things are if yeah. everything's named the same thing. <laughs> Well, they, and it's funny because they always, it was Alexandria blank for all of the cities. Yeah, you mentioned, I think in the last episode yeah. about wherever they were. Yeah, and right. so it was like Alexandria furthermost, Alexandria by the river, Alexandria by the Indus, Alexandria <laughs> by where Joe farted on that one guy that was really funny that one time. Right. They, why didn't they just date them? <laughs> yeah. Like this city was Alexandria built Alexandria Tuesday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I guess it's not that far off from 7-Eleven, and it would be also really funny if every 7-Eleven had, like, a additional word to describe where it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 7-Eleven so in front of the meth den. That would be probably be <laughs> half of them, but, you know. <laughs> hey, don't talk shit about 7-Eleven. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. It's a great place. Uh, you're dirty bulking there, right? Just boofing up those buffalo rollers right up there? Uh, right in there, dude. Actually, you know what they do tend to go to shit around here pretty quick. You just slot, just, they're just pushing them off the roller into your mouth. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ring me up. Yeah. Do it. Just keep ringing them. Ring it up, pram. <laughs> 
Yeah, I so I think we should start doing that with corporations. You know, I want Best Buy next to Adult Video Three, underneath the tree with all the pigeons that shit on the Mercedes. I'm going to write to corporate right now and make that happen. <laughs> Starbucks by Gate Thirteen of JFK in between yeah. the bathrooms. Be so That's much the Ron John. <laughs> The Ron John shop, of course. I always yeah. want to caffeine up before I hit the Ron John. <laughs> Starbucks by the Ron John. You, you got it, bro. <laughs> I get so excited. I get so excited I pass out get, in the Ron John shop. I get amped for Ron John. <laughs> uh, so they spend the summer um, gathering supplies for this big journey home. And remember, this is all conquered territory, so no plans for combat. Uh and the army heads out a little bit before the fleet does in August because this is the height of monsoon season, so the winds aren't favorable, and it's, you know, tough to set sail. So they're like, all right, you know what? The army will take off. We're, we march slower than the Navy anyway. Just meet up with us. Find us along the way. All right, sounds good. The storms never go away. The naval, the naval force will never make it to Alexander. So the army is completely on its own. They will not realize this until they have already marched 300 miles to the west and two and a half months have passed. Oh. oh. So they're Dude, in a bit of a sticky wicket here. No one, no one reads the newspaper about La Nina and El Nino? Come on. Nope. They're not on weather.com. They were not looking at their iPhone apps. Real, <sighs> real unfortunate by Alexander here. Oh, well. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the fleet never appears, and Alexander is like, oh, shit. Uh, not only are we marching by ourselves without supplies, we are found ourselves in a desert because they have not scouted this area very well, and they are marching through an extremely harsh desert in southern Iran. I have an idea. Let's build Alexandria sand. They probably did, <laughs> and we just haven't found it. Yeah. <laughs> Alexandria by that sand dune. Yeah. Alexandria yeah. by they, this sand dune. They really didn't finish it. Yeah. it, was, they, it you remember how they used to draw out the city plans of the rice and stuff? Yeah. Kept, kept getting eaten. Yeah. Or blown away. <laughs> the wind just blew it away. <laughs> just couldn't time. finish playing the city. Too much rice and sand getting mixed together. Yeah. <laughs> so these boys are marching in the desert. There's no ship supplying them with shrimp cocktail. They're probably boiling up scorpions and calling it shrimp cocktail. Yep. That's nasty. Mm. And uh, it's not just the army at this point. Remember, Alex had uh, told them that they could all bring their families along for the adventure in India. So it's all the soldiers plus all their families plus the normal baggage train of people that follow them along. It's very nice that you use the word families and family values because those are what we call whores nowadays. Well, no, those are the camp followers. Oh, the camp, that's yeah. the baggage. That's, that's the baggage. What you, that's what you check. You <laughs> yeah, check, yeah, you check the, your baggage. You check the whore. The carry-on's your wife. Imagine, <laughs> okay. imagine being seven years old, and this is where your dad is bringing you. He's bringing you through the desert. Yeah. It's like, this is, do I have kindergarten today? No. I have no. to walk on hot sand. Dad, what are we doing today? Hot sand walking. Yeah. I Again? Just, yeah. <laughs> look, me and my best friend Elijah, we're going to get murdered by buzzards. <laughs> <laughs> or or by your friends who are real hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a terrible place to raise children. Walking. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Walking <laughs> the, in sand. The sand Alexandria by the, the dunes that look yeah. like boobies. It was kinda, almost kinda, a city, but then it was a shack yeah. and the shack blew down. And kinda now remind, we've been walking. It kinda reminds me of our upbringing post nine eleven boys, you know? We've just mm. been walking towards freedom the yep. entire time. <laughs> Yeah, onward to Mecca. Making our way through the desert. 
Mm-hmm. So the journey obviously is taking its toll real bad. Uh, very quickly, it becomes the rule amongst the camp that like stragglers are just getting left behind. Hmm. If you don't leave camp in time, you're, no one's going to wait for you. That sucks. Maybe um, not a good time to try out dance moves. Yeah, Could don't, twist an ankle. Don't waste <laughs> that energy. <laughs> you lost a leg trying to rescue Alexander after he jumped into that citadel? Well, too bad. You're getting left in the sand. Hey, yeah. Donnie, how's that leg healing up? You show us that dance? Oh, you know what? I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> can we take your arm and uh, eat it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, so they're uh, they're slaughtering pack animals for sustenance and just leaving behind supplies Oof. that they don't need. Um, feel, thousands feel of ba- people are dying from just starvation and dehydration. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Feel, feel bad for them camels. Even though they got the igloo cooler built in, dude, they're going to get thirsty at some point, and yeah. they're not going to get water. Yep. What do you think camel tastes like? <sighs> Probably really gamey. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be really gamey. They look, yeah, like stringy, gamey yeah. kind of. Probably good in a stew. Like a giant squirrel. Yeah. That's Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking like a gamey version of lobster. <laughs> Why <laughs> would you think that? I don't know, because like lobster has a lot of water inside of it. Right. But will, they also, they here's the difference. They also have a lot of water on the outside of it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that kind of wrinkles yeah. my brain thinking about, thinking about Yo, that but, shit. But. But, Tom, you want to get real deep, though? Camels walk in the desert. That used to be an ocean. Point made. Checkmate. Epe. Touche. I don't really see what point was made, but. <laughs> All right. You Nor know what? do I. Fuck it. Let's get some camel and eat some camel. All right. Yeah, Continue. Dude. I'll order some camel. Order some online. camel. All right. So. Uh, at one point, again, they're out of food, they're out of water, um, a massive storm blows in one night while they're camping. Now, this sounds it would be good, like, you know, a nice little rainstorm, fill up the uh, rain cisterns, you get some nice drinking water, you also cool off from the heat. No, it's a desert. The land is super parched, so when the rain happens, it just causes a massive flood and thousands of people die in the flood. Nice. I, I just imagine the person when it first starts to rain. Honey, look. Oh, open your mouth. And they're like catching the, 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 the water drops in their mouth. Ah. And then a giant wave of just flood yeah, just carries just them away. Flood water just carries them away through the dunes. Yeah. And most of the people that di- it mostly affected like the long baggage train. So most of the ones who died in, the fl- fl- in this flash flood are women and children. Well, good thing mm. they stopped at the Ron John. <laughs> they, they, they were apart. looking good when they died. <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah. you look tropical as hell. Yeah. It's where <laughs> the sand meets the water. It's called yeah. paradise. Okay? <laughs> it's the end, Montauk, dude. <laughs> it's the other end. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I didn't include these, but I might as well mention it. There's some like apocryphal stories of what Alexander was doing that you want to talk about definitely made up stories? Please. I love these. Yeah. These are just like so like Alexander stroking his own ego. Um, one is that he reportedly finds water um, and then doesn't take a sip until everyone in the baggage in the entire army gets a sip and then he takes his sip. So he waits for 60,000 people to drink water before he takes some. Definitely false. Definitely yeah. False. There's another one that um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we've done five episodes so far we're through the sixth and i don't see this guy as a kind of be like oh yeah please take the water first yeah he'd be like i'm a god 
I am literally <laughs> Zeus's child. Well, also, hold on. If there is any validity in this, it's probably in the fact that the water he found, he don't need it. Yeah. He's probably got water yeah. in his butt boys or something. They've already like, got it. Yeah. And they're like, or, they, they got bladders and they're ready to like, go. It's like, hey, uh, you know what? Everyone else can get some. Alexander, you've been wearing that camelback the whole time we've been marching <laughs> through the desk. See this guy Hefacian. filling it up. Yeah, or Hephaestion, like, the water comes around, Hephaestion, like, whispers in Alexander, psst, uh, dude, you don't want to drink that. I've been pooping in that water. <laughs> All right. I was thinking Hephaestion maybe is doing, like, a mommy bird, baby bird thing, where, like, he'll take a gulp and then spit it into Alex's mouth. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm saying, that, yeah, the found water, though, is where Hephaestion was bathing, and <laughs> Alexander turns into the first camera ever made and says, hello, I'm Alexander the Great. Uh, this is jackass. This is 60,000 men drinking poop water. <laughs> I thought you were going to go the route of selling Hephaestian bath water. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that would be <laughs> even better. Yeah. Ha- hairy, very yes. hairy water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More of a slurry than water. but Yeah. So uh, finally, 60 days after wandering through this desert, suck on it, Moses. Well, Moses yeah. did 40 years, didn't he? But th- that doesn't matter. All right. Well, it was only Jesus 100- did 40 days in the desert. Suck at Jesus. Yeah. Alexander did 60. Mm-hmm. Dude, Mao Zedong did longer, though. That's true. Mm, true. And he definitely got way more people killed than Alex did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, true. Alex got He tried, he, but he's just working with smaller numbers to begin with. Yeah. Both of them are being carried. <laughs> yeah. So they emerge from the desert. They're back into the Persian heartland. Able, able to send out for supplies from Babylon and all the surrounding cities, and the army is saved. They started this march with somewhere around like forty to 50,000 people, and historians estimate that between a quarter and a third of that number died on the way. Poof. All yeah. right. That's basically Alex's 9-11. It really is. I mean, he'd never lost this many people in yeah. a single thing that he's ever done. So. But you go on a walk in the park, and you fuck it all up. Yeah, yeah literal yeah. walk in the park kills him. Probably, uh, probably got to fight freedom by picking up all the sand and throwing it back in the ocean where it belongs. Yeah. Mm. That was one of his plans, is we're going to yeah. empty the desert of sand so that nothing like this happens again. We're yeah. going to find the linoleum underneath this sand. Yeah. Together. Yeah. We're going to make a big assembly line and just pass helmets full of sand back and forth. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. This guy rules. Continue. <laughs> so he merges back into Persia and... Everyone had been like, hey, where you been for years at this point? Because <laughs> he's been gone for a while. He couldn't get messages out to him quickly. And Alexander learns that not everything is uh, going smoothly back in the Persian heartland. He's got his plate full. Um, back in India, all of his newly won provinces, ex- basically except for uh, Porus, like we were talking about, immediately begin to rebel against his rule and just kind of declare their independence back from him. All right. Well, he's really far away. Yeah. You can have it. It's going to happen. And he does like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. I got even bigger problems to deal with here back in Persia. Because they were probably like, "Uh, I don't really like these grape leaves that he made us eat all the time. I'm more more into the non bread. It's a lot better to but wrap he, things yeah in. he was into the persian shit at that time right yeah, he was like he adopted that persian lifestyle he's, yeah he's back so to the persian it, stuff and it's the macedonians getting upset that they're like all right so it's not us. yeah it's not grape leaves it's fig leaves then right yeah the exactly. persians love to cook with figs and shit like that yeah dates dates mm. 
Um, so yeah, so he gets back. He founds out that nearly every single one of the satraps he had appointed, no matter if they were Macedonian, Hellenic, or Persian, was being accused of corruption in Alexander's absence. Now, this corruption ran the gamut from, you know, the fairly standard, like, skimming some stuff off the top, maybe not sending the reports they should be sending, maybe they divorced the wife that Alexander had arranged for them to marry, small stuff, to serious charges like uh, murder of certain officials, raping priestesses, which is a big no-no in the ancient world, rape, you know, if it's in war, whatever, if you rape a priestess, oh boy. Those are hands off. Hands off. Dude, don't touch the hippie chicks. It's it's like Alexander would be like, guys, you could have just come on campaign and raped and pillaged all over instead of raping my subjects. Or just not rape that person. Like you rape a not priestess, an uneducated. Dude, you're in the desert. Rape scorpions. Rape buzzards. Rape cactuses. Hell, get raped. (laughs) Yeah. Have a cactus rape you, dude. Buy a Film it. (laughs) Yeah. Anything you want. Just How do you not fuck the priestesses? Up? Hold on. What else? What else was the heavy charges here? Uh, massacres of whole villages. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I see. That's a big one. yeah, yeah. Save that's the big, big one for one. last. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, complaining about rape so much. <laughs> you know, you see context and you go, "Wow, yeah, I'd rather get raped." If you're massacring a whole village, you know that you're kind of encompassing the other one as well. Yeah, you're probably doing a little of this little column A, little column B. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like a Chinese buffet. Yeah. He was skimming off the top, and he also murdered my village. <laughs> mm. He took an extra gold piece in taxes, and then he, then he killed the entire uh, class. <laughs> and then he said, fuck at me. Yeah. <laughs> now, some of these satraps were just being opportunistic. Um, you know, just like, hey, I'm in a position of power. I'm going to make myself a little wealthier than I need to be. And others uh, just thought Alexander was going to die on campaign, and were like, well, I'm setting myself up for the... Clearly, what's going to happen is when he's gone, there's going to be a power vacuum. I'm setting myself up with a nice little power base. Yeah. And then he shows back up out of the desert and is like, hey, what's up? You uh, fucked around. It's time to find out. I'm assuming that his uh, finding out is not very pleasant for these men and women. No, he's not going to treat them very well. So he starts with, you know, as I said, there's a wide range. Some of them are just getting fined. Some of them being removed from office, and others are just being executed on the spot. Uh, in the most egregious cases, he would even execute all of the rank and file soldiers that carried out the orders of these satraps, which is kind of like a pretty big step for this culture because normally it's like, eh, soldiers can do whatever they want, they're ordered to. Right. But now he's actually punishing them for carrying out these orders. I mean, that's kind of fucked, though, because they're just soldiers. They're just doing their thing. And are we still the execution? Is that still crucifixion? Uh, it's not clear what these are. I think some of them probably just getting their heads chopped off. Uh, good old. Uh, but some of them might be getting the more intense stuff because it's like the whole Persification thing. And then maybe some of the Macedonians are getting that stoning. Oh, yeah. Uh, the favorite way of killing in Macedonia. Hindu Kush, bruh. Yeah. So now that Alex is back, he's got his plans for how he wants to run his empire. And obviously his big dream was that the Macedonians and the Persians could have this culture merging and just become one race of superhumans, basically. So his first step to do this is he's going to have a big, big marriage ceremony in the capital of Susa. Kind of, those are called orgies. 
Wow. Well, this one, this orgy is going to have a little, little different function to the way it started because it started with 91 couples being married. Okay. The males were all Macedonian generals or soldiers, and the daughters, the females were all daughters of the Persian elite. So it's like the Macedonian males marrying all the Persian women. Alexander himself would be taking two wives at this ceremony. Uh, one was Stateria, the daughter of Darius III. So Alexander's kind of like, hey, I killed your dad and overthrew his empire, but I'm going to marry you. Charming. Yeah. And the other is a woman named Parisatis, who is the daughter of Artaxerxes III, who's Darius's uncle, I think, and was the great king of kings two before Darius. So did he make them incest? I think, I think it's all incest. Oh, point. yeah, I forgot. It's the ancient mm. world. There's like 12 families. So, so wait, <laughs> Katy Perry, what was it? Perry Stasis? Katy Perry uh, got Perry Satis and Stateria. State, right. Stateria. So, so Katy Perry and a member of Mortal Kombat was became <laughs> his wife. Yes. That's to go cool. along with Roxanne. That's, yeah, Roxanne, the Sting song. Yeah. So now Alexander's he's fo- he's following in Philip's footsteps and having a big gaggle of wives to hang out with, I guess. He, right. He's still spending most of his time with Hephaestion, though. Right. He was like a late bloomer, though, right? I mean, he had a... Is he is he make, is he making more Alexander the not-so-great yet? Uh, or do we just still know of just that one that he had back still in... Still just that one illegitimate child. Okay. That's it. All right. So well, he's, he's just kind of getting the hot goss from all of his wives, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's using. That that could be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. That probably is what he's, he's so like. Yeah. Let's dish. Look, yeah. I fucked my dude's thighs. I don't really need a wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we can pal around. We can, yeah, yeah. We can hang out. We can drink wine together. I will buy a whole hot tub, and we could sit in it, and you could tell me what's happening. Yeah. And as soon as I'm bored, I'm going to leave, and you're not going to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power right there, right? That's yeah. true power. That is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're, I, talking about, you're talking about real housewives again, all right? Bye. You just not even say anything. Just get up and walk <laughs> away. <laughs> There's no patience to be tested. Yeah. You know, it's just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, Alexander himself presided over the ceremony. He, uh, he married. He did his own marriage ceremony. Pretty badass. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the celebrations carry on for five days. They do it in this like gigantic tent where in the ring of the tent is all the 91 couples sitting in their own little private area and then everyone's partying in the middle. So then it's like you can kind of go and pay tribute to each of the different 91 couples. Jeez. Oh, yeah. shit. That's a lot of gift cards, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, Think right. <laughs> Think about how many registry- registries that they had to fill out. Like all the yeah. soldiers that were going to this that are like, I bought 17 fucking toasters for these guys. <laughs> at least you could go wholesale at that point, right? Oh, it's like, it's like that lady. That, maybe yeah, that's that one. lady. Go- is she going maybe. to 91 wedding? <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's the plan. Yeah. Although I think she's agoraphobic, so that oh. kind of nixes that. <laughs> but like you're in, the, you're in the Walgreens and you're like, all right, they only have 70 Applebee's gift cards. I'm going to need to find... Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. That'll do fine. <laughs> 21 of those. Damn it. Walmart only had 45 sets of kitchen knives. <laughs> I have the Nintendo Switch one where you could buy uh, the Mario Kart bonus tracks. Yeah. None of these people play Switch. <laughs> Just give them something. 
Yeah, the Macedonians are PC gamers for sure. Definitely. PC oh, yeah. lifestyle, bro. Yeah. yeah, bro. So, on the surface, seems like this was a fucking awesome party, and I don't doubt that the party was not great. I mean, these guys know how to throw a banger. Um, but, basically, within a year of Alexander's death, we have evidence that every single one of these marriages dis- like dissolved. <laughs> so... They probably dissolved that night. Yeah, but yeah. yeah probably, probably. Clearly, no one was really that enthusiastic about this merger of culture. Um, mm. Everyone included was just like, eh, I guess we're following along with Alexander's weird desire. But <laughs> I mean, do yourself a favor. Go find a Greek guy and ask him what he thinks about Persian chicks. Yeah. <laughs> vice versa. See how it goes. Go, go ask a Persian chick what they we, think about Greeks. You're, we did, uh, we, we, did ha- we did have a question from one of our listeners. Um... What is, do you think, is there any animosity still about, from Persians and Greeks about this? I, th- n- I think it's been replaced by the much more recent Ottoman Greek hatred. Mm, <laughs> so yes. I think, mm. I think they don't really care about that, the further past than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the Ottomans are probably where, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Persians? You mean Ottomans? Yeah. <laughs> you mean those damn Turks? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the answer you'd get for the most part. Yeah, right. that, I, I saw that a few times live in my yeah. life. It's uh, fucking hysterical. Yeah. So uh, they have, obviously, a great big wedding party, but these are the Macedonians. They're having parties for everything. This is a very celebratory time. Uh, you know, Alexander and the army is back. He finally gets a chance to, you know, be the governor of this massive empire rather than just fighting all the time. So they're just... Having celebrations every day, having big feasts, having big festivals. Um, one thing that the Macedonians love doing at these festivals is having drinking contests. Sick. Playing drinking games. Now, they're not playing beer pong. I think if we had gone back and shown them beer pong, they might have... Castrated us? Yeah. No, I think they would have. we would have been like high priests in their society for oh. showing them like, <laughs> a new way to consume alcohol and make it competitive. Here is the uh, funnel... Yeah. <laughs> uh, many people use them for antifreeze in our time, but you will use it for beverages. Yeah, like if you gave them just one canning, like equipment, and just taught them how to can beers and then shotgun them, I don't think they'd ever leave the spot. Just immediately, the only reason you can it <laughs> just is so they can learn how it. to shotgun. Yeah. Well, they'd have to call it like the uh, the Hellenistic spearing or something. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know what a shotgun is. You're ballisting, all right? Yeah, ballisting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, their only drinking game is who can chug the most undiluted wine. <laughs> Yo, it's that's awesome. a good game. Yeah, yeah, and they would drink them out of. Um, what are called amphorae, which is these huge clay uh, cauldrons, basically. Okay. So the way the drinking would usually go is they'd have all the undiluted wine in this big vat, and then whoever was presiding over the party would choose how much water to add to it. The Macedonians would never add the water. They'd always be like, nah, keep it fresh. Right. Whereas the Greeks usually would do like a 50-50 split. Because again, this is undiluted ancient alcoholic wine. It's like fifty to sixty percent alcohol. <laughs> That's what I would like to call party liquor. Yeah. yeah. So um, also, also drinking straight from the amphora, like that's pretty much doing a keg stand. These things yeah. were like, the, yeah, the it's like was, it. yeah, amphora was like for like transporting the wine. Yeah, it wasn't because the like way they would do it is they'd have it there and then they would dilute it if you're going to dilute it, and then the servers would go around and scoop it up and then distribute it 
and then you'd go once you go through one amphora, then you go to the next. And I think it was like three or four was the standard for like some good drinking. And the Macedonians would go through like ten a night. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. But back to the game. So the game was just uh, shoe nice role playing. It was yeah. <laughs> shoe nice would have crushed it in Macedonia. Awesome. Okay. Um, in one of these chugging contests, while they're back celebrating, five men die. <laughs> just <laughs> just from chugging. Just just a risk of playing the game. That's how it is. Do you think that they would have received the Macedonian equivalent of the Purple Heart for doing that? Because they died like in battle? (laughs) (laughs) They probably got a state burial for it. Oh, okay. (laughs) It was like die in battle or die chugging the amphora. That was actually one of the first mummies because they were just pickled when they were buried. (laughs) (laughs) His flesh is still preserved. Yeah. You get a a little bit of a contact drunk just from smelling it. So the, the, the British uh, ar- uh, archaeologist cracks the tomb and just gets like the vapors of the. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Budge, yo. Shit faced. Uh, I feel like Lord Byron. I'm the king's cousin. I reckon I'm quite tossed, yeah? <laughs> so at one of these parties, they're back in uh, the city of Ekbatana, which is like the nice summer palace type of home. And they're doing their usual thing, having a big drinking party. And then the morning after, Hephaestion does not feel great. Not just a hangover. He's got a really bad fever. He doesn't know what's going on. AIDS. Mm. He's bedridden (laughs) for the next week. And the doctors are like, you can't drink. Do not eat too much solid food, like only broth. Because he was complaining of stomach ulcers and stomach pain. Mm. Um, So his tum-tum hurt? Real real tum-tum hurting. Okay. Um, and they keep telling him, you know, like, don't, don't overdo it. Don't push yourself. You just need to rest. And he goes, okay. So he's starting to recover. And one day, about a, eight or nine days after he first felt sick, Alexander is off, I think, watching a chariot race or something like that. Facian wakes up. He's like, I feel great. I'm healed. Bring me a massive breakfast because I'm hungry. Dude. And the doctors are like, I ah, know you shouldn't do that because you're still recovering. It's it's a risk. And he goes, No, no, no. Bring me my food. So they bring him this big breakfast. He wolfs it down. He's ravenous. And then you know, I also you polish off a nice big breakfast, but a half gallon of wine, undiluted. Oh wine. yeah. See, that's what I uh, what I do is I usually get a full stack when I'm feeling sick. I get a full stack of pancakes. And the modern equivalent to wine would be a Molson. So I just <laughs> chug the Molson, eat those pancakes. So Canadian of yeah. you. I was picturing the, um, what is it, the Casa Rossi, the big jugs of like $4 wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm picturing him just like ordering at a diner. <laughs> oh, every time I've seen someone pick one of those up in a uh, liquor store, I could tell from a mile away they have a serious thyroid problem. Oh, yeah. like their eyes are <laughs> bugging out of their head. They're like, this is my life. They I can't turn my neck anymore. <laughs> they look like God, a Sim- do I love my juice. <laughs> they look like a Simpsons character because they're so jaundiced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like, geez, man. I mean, I'm slightly alcoholic, but you are. You're beyond. <laughs> yeah. You're a beast. You're a beast from Stephen King's novels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Hephaestion wolfs all this down. He does not survive the day. He's Hours killed- later. Hours later, he dies. He was killed by breakfast. Uh, most historians that like have studied this are like, oh, he probably had really bad, like, I think he, not typhoid, but really bad stomach ulcers. Right. And then he just 
ate a shit ton of food and they just all burst apart and he just rotted from the inside out basically oh damn yeah. so it wasn't even the drinking it was well it was the drink the lifelong drinking and then it was just this one big breakfast just uh, like caused his stomach to just burst this is wow. this is a warning to everyone be careful at them brunches you know because yeah. breakfast is dangerous and when they be give you careful. endless mimosas could just hephaestian <laughs> yeah th- remember hephaestian remember yeah um, so Alexander right. can't even go back to say goodbye to his beloved on his deathbed. He doesn't make it in time. By the time he gets there, Facian is already passed on. They wow. stopped serving breakfast. <laughs> it, was, it was 10.30 a.m. Yeah. Is he still with us? <laughs> Sorry, He sir. died. I meant breakfast. Is he can't too... have any hash browns. <laughs> is it too late to, to order breakfast? <laughs> this is an IHOP, sir. You can order breakfast literally any time. The meth heads will cook it for you. Do yeah. you want the Grand Slam? Or wait, no, that's Denny's. Den- Denny's, <laughs> Denny's, yeah, dude. Salt them oh, pancakes. God. Yeah. You know what? On that note, shout out to Waffle House. Shout out. I Waffle love House. that place. Continue. I, I never even been. Are no. you serious? Yeah, I've never been to a Waffle House, dude. Oh my you God, fucked Travis. up. Go, go there one time. All right. I don't eat breakfast anymore you unless go, it's you Waffle what? House. You go to a Waffle House, we'll bring them camel meat, and we'll ask them to prepare the camel meat for us. This is part of why I am moving to Georgia. So you can eat camel meat at a Waffle House? Yes, regularly. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Can you put the camel meat in the waffle iron? Listen, I know there's items here. <laughs> I do want some smothered and covered, but on top of that... I want to take this questionable slab of meat. I want you to throw it on that waffle iron for about 45 seconds. It was overnighted to me from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Came in, gold flakes all over the box. I don't know why they did that. And I'll cook it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to them. Best place. Yeah. Obviously, Hephaestion's death devastates Alexander. He is inconsolable immediately. Um, one of the aspects of this is also, you know, he'd been long comparing their relationship to Achilles and Patroclus, you know, the, the famed warriors, lovers from the Iliad, and now his Patroclus has died, just like in the Iliad, Patroclus dies first, Achilles dies soon after, Alexander's starting to feel his own mortality coming. So he's feeling Patroclus. <laughs> See, I mean, come on. He's being, it's too easy. He's being very <laughs> conscious about his, his ankles. <laughs> He started wearing ankle guards all over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we hear that he weeps over Hephaestion's corpse for days, refusing food and drink. Um, we're told that f- the companion cavalry had to physically remove him from Hephaestion's corpse in order to get him to eat some food. And his first actions after he comes out of this uh, short little funk, which, you know, he's going to be depressed for months, but his first action immediately is he bans the playing of music. He declares an empire-wide state of mourning. He tears down a temple that was dedicated to the god of healing for failing to heal Patroclus. Or I would do Patroclus, the same, dude. Hephaestion. And then he crucifies Hephaestion's physician. Oh, uh, definitely would do that, too. Yeah. So this is like the time I went to go see Evanescence at uh, Foxwoods. And uh, yeah, they, there was definitely just, some mourning you know, it's there. The, it's just like that. Yeah, yeah, no, and they, That's it. they didn't play, so I got rid of that <laughs> reservation real quick. Yeah. Um, so Alexander uh, plans a massive funeral pyre for his beloved departed. So the army heads for Babylon. Um, and along the way, 
Lots and lots of ambassadors and foreign dignitaries are coming up to Alexander, both to offer their condolences and also to meet with him and get to know him. These people are from as far away as Iberia, so modern-day Spain, Scythia, which is like modern Ukraine, well, parts of it, some it extends pretty far. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know. Libya and Ethiopia. He has dignitaries coming to meet him from Ethiopia. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Bringing that coffee and shit. Yeah, yeah. More than anything, the question on everyone's mind is where is Alexander going to go from here? You know? Where's he going? Uh, in the words of Tiny Tim, infinity and beyond. I think so. <laughs> That's Remember? Kinda, Remember that yeah. in Christmas story? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So we have no idea what Alexander has planned. Um, we have surviving testimonies of what his plans were, and I'm going to go through those now. But I'll, later I'm going to tell you why we have no idea if any of these are accurate. But we'll get there when we get there. For now, this is what we hear are his plans. The first and the one that we own, that we know definitively is he's going to conquer the Arabian Peninsula. All so right. Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and Oman. Mostly he just wants to do a circuit of it and build ports because right now it's just a big fucking desert. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like it is still, but there's no oil. Well, there's oil, but no one knows what to do with it, yeah. so they don't care about the interior. Well, oil was dumb at this time. Yeah, oil, oil is dumb. Why do we want this black water? It's all stupid and shitty and explodes. They actually, I think it was, this would have been in part four. There is a moment, I, I didn't include it in the script because it's just kind of whatever, but they're walking through like a modern Iraqi oil field and like the oil is bubbling up to the surface. That's like the early oil fields were like that. Yeah. And they're all just like, wow, what's that? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's strange. Like it keeps burning and burning. <laughs> Look, we're set on fire. It stays there. I'm sure there'll be no conflicts based over this yeah. slick solution. Like, no one future. will find a use for this. I, yeah. I have a feeling there was one smart boy there. I was like, what if we take this black oil and put it inside of the camel? And then we have small explosions go off in the camel. And we'll be able to run very fast. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Maybe someone thought of it. Yeah. We'll never know. Um, his other plans... Uh, these are the ones that are harder to figure out, is we hear that he was planning an invasion of the entire Western Mediterranean. So Sicily, Carthage, but even going as far as uh, the entire Italian peninsula, southern France, Spain, Portugal, all of that, Morocco. His plan was to conquer all of that and just turn the Mediterranean into his big lake. Sounds a little too great. A little too great, maybe. You know, yeah. I think if he took all this territory, he's named all the cities Alexandria, would he just call his empire Alexandria? Because that would be hella confusing, dude. Probably, yeah. yeah. Alexandria by the empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if, if that ever had come to pass, it's pretty easy to envision the Roman Empire never existing, because the Roman Empire is going to spring up about 100 years after this time. Well... The nascent Roman Empire. The actual empire is years away. Yeah, when those two anyway. rugrats sucked on that wolf tit. Yeah, the wolf tit sucking happened like a little before Alexander. Yeah. Right now, what's going on in Rome is they got a bunch of kings, and they're fighting the Samnites in the hills of Italy. Oh, okay. But they're still the sucking to. dog tits. Still sucking dog tits. Okay. Yeah. You know they got rid of the kings, but <laughs> they still haven't figured out the empire. God bless. Yeah. God bless. Shout out Rome. 
Uh, he also was planning to construct a tomb that would be of a similar proportions and size to the Great Pyramid of Giza um, back in Macedonia for Philip. You know, again, he never can decide if Philip's his dad or not, but he's building them a giant temple anyway. You know what? If you like your dad or you hate your dad, it's still good to find you in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, when your dad goes, that's why you got to buy a Dodge Charger. And then, then donate it to his memory. You know, when you said that, it felt odd, but immediately clicked. <laughs> yeah. After, right <laughs> yeah. after the oddness. Yeah. It was, yeah. oh, you're right. Oh, I got it. Dodge Charger. That's yeah. what's happening. Yellow. <laughs> yellow. Yellow. Bumblebee. Uh, and finally, of his great plans was the forcible relocation of entire cities from the east and west to the west and the east <laughs> that's fucking great oh. now that's alexander the great material <laughs> yeah now that's some good shit i like that basically just being like hey athens you're gonna move to afghanistan uh, <laughs> Kabul, you're moving to egypt <laughs> egypt is gonna move to babylon <laughs> I and love it. We can call it Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think that we should try that with the states. We just move everyone from L.A. to New York. Everyone from New York yeah. to L.A. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah. Everyone in everyone in, has to yeah. move to San Francisco. Yeah. Tampa <laughs> goes to Maine, <laughs> to Portland, Maine. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That co the conversations that would come from that. Yeah. Very stale <laughs> so again we don't know how much of these were actual plans and i'll tell you about why we don't think that they're real but the real one was definitely the arabian peninsula um at this point he's already starting to gather supplies to embark upon this expedition even though he just got back to babylon um but he's taking his time resting the army had been on the move for 10 years they need their rest too so they're in babylon they take up residence in hanging gardens alexander's hosting big banquets once again and at one of these, it's a large banquet that is celebrating the official end of the Indian campaign, even though, unbeknownst to him, they're already in open rebellion, um, and the soon-to-begin Arabian expedition. So it's like this feast to mark the end of one campaign and the start of another. Sweet. Uh, uncharacteristically, Alexander turns in a little early for the night. You know, probably turned in at like the third M4I, not the eighth or ninth. Dude. His buddies are like, hey, where's Al he's missing a great party. It's pretty lame. Let's go to his room and get him. Let's come on. Come he's on. Probably still sad about a Hephaestian. Probably. So they're trying to cheer him up, get him come out drinking. Uh, that's pretty lame when people Irish goodbye like that. I don't care how much yeah. you drink. Even if you're the king, you shouldn't Irish goodbye like yeah. that. Uh, Irish goodbyes are reserved for we the people, not kings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kings. Yeah, you want us to show up? You can at least say bye. Although yeah. the queen kind of Irish goodbye the coronation last, last, the last coronation. He was I can't wait until she dies and then we can talk about yeah. it. I can't wait till the queen Irish goodbyes, and then by that I mean is killed by an Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's fun. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Is this a Werther's original? And she picks up a pipe bomb. <laughs> it turns out. That Wuhan was a plant. It was all Ireland. <laughs> this is our plan all along. Uh, in Irish Gaelic, Corona means king. <laughs> and we wanted a king, not a queen, not a gay queen. <laughs> so Alexander's uh, goaded into returning by his friends. Um, they're like, no, you got to come out. And he's like, fine, fine, I'll come out. And he goes out, has a good time. And he wakes the next morning, and he's also complaining of a fever. Uh-oh. 
He's all right, though. He says, I'm, you know, I can still carry out the functions of government. He sends out some letters, writes some orders out, plays some dice with his advisors, and he's feeling good enough. So he has a few sips of wine around lunchtime and immediately grabbing at his stomach, sharp pains. Something's bothering him. So he retires to his private quarters. He bathes, he eats some nice food, and he goes to sleep. And when he awakes the morning after, he's even in worse shape. He's really not doing well. Dude, you shouldn't eat those Babylonian oysters. Yeah. (laughs) What what do you think happens when they make all these eunuchs for the court? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm, In a half shell. In a half scrub. Don't don't waste any of that food. Uh, Deep fried court member. Yeah. So it's becoming apparent to both Alexander and all of his close advisors that he is very sick. Now, we've gone through this before. He had that really bad sickness right before the Battle of Issus, and he recovered well. He had another bout of sickness, I think, um, soon after the Battle of Galgamela. So they're like, all right, might just be that again. It's normal. This is allergies. This is allergies. (laughs) He's been drinking heavily, whatever. So uh, Alex, really not doing too great. Um, they're hoping that he'll come out of this. Um, and he's still carrying out the d- functions of government that he can. He's, you know, sending out letters, um, doing what he can from his bed. And they bring him, they're like bringing him to, he's in the hanging gardens. Then they bring him to a different palace. They, they're bathing him. They're trying fragrances. They're trying everything that they can. The fucking staff of Sephora. <laughs> heal you. Yeah. After a week of this, it is becoming obvious that this is not like the other sicknesses. Mm. Alexander is dying. Wait, but Fuck. the first sickness he had malaria. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's close to dying, right? Yeah. This one's way worse. Um, How do you get worse than mosquito kisses? Well, we think also this could have been malaria. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, so That's like the number one like, uh, leading uh, cause of death pro- is probably malaria. Extra mosquito oh. kisses. Yeah, because I didn't go into this as like this whole big thing where there's this prophecy about how um, if he goes through a certain gate to get into Babylon, he's going to die. So he takes this roundabout way that takes him through a swamp and then comes in through the east. And <laughs> so it's like, all right, you're hanging out in the swamps in May. <laughs> yeah. In the most malaria infested capital. Of I the mean, world. it's probably a good time for noodling, though, right? To get them catfish, stick the. The willy and the, the mud and the catfish. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Great time of year for that. Yeah. yeah. So, after again, after a week, it's really not looking good. He loses the power of speech at this point. He can no longer speak, Ooh. and he's barely able to stay awake or stay conscious. I have a feeling that his, uh, his ones around him were very happy that he couldn't speak. Yeah. yeah. Well, well th- they're kind of panicking, because he has no succession plan. In place, uh, okay. right? But did they at least come up with something temporarily? Like, yeah, you'll see. <laughs> thumbs up for great, and thumbs down for not yeah. great. Not great. No, I don't even know what they could get that for. Oh. Uh, blink twice if you're still with us. It was kind of what they were at. Um, there are many reports about what his final words could have been. The most famous is a mostly apocryphal story where someone's asking him, like, Al- Alex, who who should the empire be left to when you die? And his response is to the strongest. Awesome. Yeah, that's vague. So yeah, by that to, account, it would be uh, Popeye's chicken would become 
the next president of the United uh, States. But this this is how you start strongman competitions. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Whoever can lift the most in four eye. Yeah. Whoever does yeah, the most <laughs> deadlifts. Well, Bruce can deadlift two twenty. He's good, but you know, he hurt his back last week, so give me a give me a couple weeks, I think I could do that. And yeah. thus the, he's way more show muscle than true muscle. And thus yeah. the country of Iceland was started in the Middle East. <laughs> this is where they came up with Atlas Stones. Yeah, and just the, moving them shits the strongest yeah. man thing. I'm gonna be able to lift one of those. I swear, it's my goal. You need the you need the gut for it though. Well, to roll it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna get tits. All right, there you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, also only found this out today when I was just like going over some notes to like refresh myself because I read this a while ago, <laughs> and apparently the the to the strongest thing also could have been his advisors purposefully mishearing him. Because in the in the Greek, he would have said it like to the strongest is like a kratitoriai or something like that. Hmm. The general that he had just sent back to Macedonia with the whole army and the general was going to take over as regent of Macedonia was named Craterus. Oh, so it's entirely possible that he said to Craterus and they heard to Craterai, which is to the strongest. Oh, it's definitely that dude. So that's dude. also possible. Like, mm, I never knew. Yeah. That's crazy. He's definitely that dude then. Also, more likely is he didn't ever say this. That's, just, yeah. that's really the more likely thing. He just shook and shivered. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like the majority of these last word things are, you know, they definitely hype it up because I'm sure, like, most last words are like, did I just poop my pants? Or like, I should have smooched Martha in the third grade. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like our, our buddy's grandma's last words were "I'm staying." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. good. Powerful woman. Yeah. So uh, at this point, there are rumors flying all around the city that Alexander is already dead, that he's been dead for weeks, or that he's um, perfectly fine, and they're keeping him from the army because there's a coup going on. So the army is getting restless. They're demanding to see their king, and so they come up with the idea of Alexander is in this room, laying on his bed, barely able to speak, probably can't even acknowledge people at this point. Maybe he can, like, raise his eyebrows. And the entire army marches through the room, like, out in one door, out the other, to see and say goodbye to their king. Were, were they masked? <laughs> That's a good series. We question. can only, we <laughs> no, can they were only dumped, hope. They were already boosted, so they didn't need to wear Oh, okay. They had the yeah. mosquito boosters. Yeah. We just ate a bunch of mosquitoes before we came in here. <laughs> They're like tiny little grapes. They're like gushers of some blood. Yeah. You ever see those people in Africa that make mosquito patties? No. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another thing. Let's continue yeah. with this. Yeah. And then think about that. <laughs> think about that later is what I mean. So after two or so weeks of this sickness, on June 11th, 323 B.C., Alexander dies at the age of 32. Damn. I... He had been king for 12 years, and at this point had achieved more than any human being that has ever come before him, and maybe ever has. I don't know. You can make that argument for Alexander. He'd unified Hellas and Macedonia, conquered the greatest empire the world had ever seen, and traveled as far to the east as India, and as far north as Kazakhstan, and now he was gone. Damn. Thus ends Alexander. The, whoa, baby! 
Now we got some. We can we got a lot. We can do some wrap up notes. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These wrap up notes. There's a lot of fun little tidbits. This is kind of be a little hodgepodge. So, so I, I, I had, I have, always, I had always heard that there was a big suspicion that they think that Alexander was poisoned. Yes. So there's all. We still don't know what killed him. I said that before. We think maybe malaria. We're not sure. Um, some people say typhoid. Some people say other diseases. Some people are like pointing out, hey, he's been drinking heavily every single day of his life since he was 12. Maybe that's what killed Cirrhosis of the liver. Dude, yeah. I mean, well, Could have been cirrhosis well of we liver. did Oliver Reed. He lived a lot longer than 32. And that man drank well, uh, more than an amphora of wine every night. True. But was Oliver Reed getting stabbed in combat yes. dozens of times. Uh, twice. <laughs> twice. Only twice. <laughs> Alexander had about 15. Well, he got stabbed once with the pint glass <laughs> in the face, and then he got stabbed in the neck in that scene in uh, the Three, Three Musketeers. Musketeers. Oh, right, yeah. Where he almost died. But look, I'm not going to compare a guy who uses the word great so flagrantly <laughs> to a real great guy. Yeah. Yeah, a re- an actual great uh, A actual yeah. great man. Oliver the Great. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the Achaemenid Persians in the empire all shave their heads. That's the sign of mourning for them. <laughs> so they all shave. Cool. Uh, Alexander um, was a, Mac- Alexander was a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. And, you know, they just <laughs> wanted everyone well, dressed like Billy Corgan for a day, dude. Yeah. Very neat. Uh, Darius's mother, Sissy Gambus, who is still hanging out with Alex at this point, she apparently is so upset by Alexander's death that she refuses to eat and dies three days later from refusing to eat food and water. <laughs> oh, come on, yeah. Sissy. Sissy Gambus. Eat some food. Like, You'll get over it. Can't do it without my second son. Yeah. You're, you're royalty. You have so much ahead of you, like putting together puzzles. Yeah. And she had so, a feast when they found uh, Darius III uh, dead in the dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She embraces yeah. his killer as his yeah. her new son. <laughs> she didn't even put down the second Pop-Tart. <laughs> she was like... He's dead. Well, the package is already open, so. That's a shame. Now, That's a real shame. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons why we can probably rule out uh, assassination or poisoning. Uh, for one, um, the ac- no one accused anyone of poisoning until like 10 years after his death. Second, he had a long, slow decline, and there are no poisons that were known in the ancient world that would have had a long, slow, drawn-out death like this. Right. They were um, like 24-hour beauties. They right? were like, yeah, dead. Like, dead right. within, like, after, right after ingesting or dead within a day. Okay. So, like, dying after f- two weeks of being really sick. Highly unlikely. Did someone poison him at the very end? That'd be odd. Someone could have turned it in his soup. Yeah, well. So, like, some people... What? Did they have did they have very secure tents back then with zippers? Because you know what happens? A scorpion king, like the rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, could have snuck into his tent, stung him in his You know what? Balls. No one addressed that. No one addressed the possibility of a scorpion king. Well, no, but I, I, actually, that's kind of serious, though. Like, he could have been no, bit yeah, by a snake. Scorpion. Yeah, a scorpion. Like, I don't know. Could have been. Could have been some other animal kingdom type because yeah. not all those deaths are slow. A lot of those like bugs and shit cause like septic and shit like that, and then you're you're dying out for weeks. Yeah, could have been. Now and, and to me, the most convincing argument that no one poisoned him though is that nobody steps into the massive power vacuum that his death leads to. Uh. So like, 
if you're going to kill him, you'd also want to plan to seize the his power. Yeah. And right. no one does that. Everyone is kind of caught looking around like, well, now, fuck, well, now what do we do? And here's what they come up with. It's a horrible plan. They appoint two kings to take over. Cool. Ooh. One of them is Alexander's infant son, who wasn't born until two months after Alexander had died. That makes sense. Roxanne was pregnant when he died. All right. The other is Alexander's mentally handicapped half-brother named Arihideus. Dude, that's <laughs> smart, man. I, if I want, you know, they're, they're skilled in other things, dude. They have more strength. When it's, like, when it's like 320 B.C., and they're calling you retarded. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. bad miss. You know what's better than one king? Two kings, one of whom is still in the womb, and the other who can't yeah. doesn't it, know what's going on. It's in the got, dude. That's they. That's got to be like the most disrespectful thing to Alex. They're like, you know, he's been so great. Why don't we get a dream team? In here, okay, <laughs> yeah. let's let's go find let's let's find the cream of the crop right. here. Uh, one of them just popped out. And the other one uh, eats one of them wood. hasn't popped out yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're still waiting on him to pop out. We don't know if it's a boy or not, but let's make him. Kill. I mean, I can see that yeah. smooth brain being like, I don't know, it's a pretty big empire, dude. I think we need like more than one of king. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many do king. I have? Where's the yard? <laughs> yeah. Like, so we'll have uh, somebody patrolling the backyard, and someone can secure the residence. Yeah. No one touches my mother. Anyway. So the, the region me. appointed to rule over them at this time is Perdiccas, the guy who pulled the arrow out of Alexander. Yeah, good guy. Now, Perdiccas himself would not survive the next two years, so obviously that kind of shows you what direction we're going in. He was assassinated by someone. Um... And right at this point, they do what's called the Partition of Babylon, where Perdiccas divides the empire, where everyone will report to the two kings, and all of the divisions will be ruled over by the gen- like an individual general. Okay. It doesn't go well. The partition lasts for like a month before they're all fighting each other. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Well, and also, yeah. I mean, let's keep in mind, we're talking about bc times like you know what i mean like who the fuck knows what you're doing on the other side of the world there like you could be building an army it's, you know it's like yeah it's very much like the bucket of crabs it's like everyone's just trying to get out yeah yeah um so this is also why we don't know what alexander's actual plans for uh for afterwards were like we knew the arabian ex- expedition was going to happen but when the generals had to like present this plan to all of the rank and file soldiers most historians think that they way over-exaggerated what Alexander was planning. That way, the, all of the soldiers would hear it and go, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, yeah. let's ignore... Who cares? Because if all they had said was Alexander's final wish was to invade Arabia, the soldiers probably would have been like, then we're going to fucking invade Arabia to honor our dead king. Right. But when they hear we're going to invade Arabia and the entire Western Mediterranean and you're going to yeah. build a pyramid bigger than the pyramids... They were like, ah, yeah, we're going to go invent America. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of work, dude. <laughs> that's, that sounds tough. Yeah. <laughs> like, we could, yeah, we so could maybe ends... take Mecca, but like building a big old boy, I don't know. Yeah. Well, a little too much. Um, so that ends any chance of Macedonian unity lasting beyond Alexander's death. As I said, now that's all just a free for all. 
Um, all these successors, they are known as the Diadochi. And the next 30 years would be call- a period called um, the Wars of the Diadochi, or the better and cooler name, the Funeral Games. Because oh. it's oh. all of these generals fighting over Alexander's gigantic empire. This is like any family death, though. Who's yeah. it's like the it's the craziest estate battle yeah. of all time. Who's who's nice. gonna get the little uh you know uh animal medal animal statues that came with the tea, right? Everyone has those. Those little tiny little tea animals. What are you talking about? I think they came in Tetley oh, yeah. tea, right? Like it's like a hippo yeah. and shit like that. Who's gonna get that? Tiny I'm gonna fight gonna over it? that. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, these were probably a bit bigger than plastic figurines empires i'm talking about what are we dude what are we but space and tiny ants in the universe (laughs) can't argue (laughs) yeah at all with that all right so this period would last for 30 years um and remember these are all not only are these like alexander's generals so they all have like known each other during these wars all of alexander's generals were his childhood best friends So these are all childhood best friends now fighting over the spoils of this empire. So these are guys who have known each other since they were like six. And now they're in their 50s fighting wars against one another to try and grab, carve out their own kingdom. I mean, I hate to piggyback on what Travis said, but that happens in families all the time. Yeah. Maybe not on this scale, though. Uh, Yeah. Uh, One of the notable events in the early parts of this period. So Alexander dies in Babylon. And they're transporting his body back to Macedonia to be buried with all the other kings of Macedon. Ptolemy, remember Ptolemy, he's the one who, he's going to take over Egypt. He's the one who claims kings can't lie and that the talking snakes guided them. Oh, right, I remember that guy. To the river. Yeah, the smart guy. Yeah, the smart guy. Smart boy started a whole Egyptian line. So what Ptolemy does with his soldiers that he gathers up is he waits until Alexander's body is on its way out of Babylon, and then he seizes the baggage train and kidnaps Alexander's body to bring to Egypt. Uh, awesome. Dude, you're going yeah. to Egypt, bro. And that's where Alexander's body would rest for the rest of his... Forever. forever. It's still forever. there? Well, no. So here's what happens to his body. Skipping ahead. They bring it back to Alexandria which is already a flourishing metropolis by this point. It's only been 10 years since he founded it. Um, It'll become the biggest city in the world at one point. And this is the base of the Ptolemaic kingdoms of Egypt. And uh, Alexandria had the famous library, right? Had the library and the lighthouse. And the lighthouse. Two, the big, yeah, two big uh, attractions. And they also had the tomb of Alexander. So there's this big fancy tomb, a sarcophagus made out of gold. Right. His corpse was mummified in the Egyptian fashion, so it was really well preserved. Right, so it's like if, if, if you, without the Alexander part, it's like going to Times Square and not seeing Bubblegum Shrimp, right? Like yes, that exactly. Completes the experience. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like for the reason Ptolemy did this was because it would lend him legitimacy. It also becomes kind of like a tourist attraction. So Julius Caesar is said to have gone to the tomb of Alexander, which would be like 300 years after this mm-hmm. happens. 
um, and just weeps like a baby when he's at the tomb because he's like, you did so much when you're 30 and I'm already 50 and I've barely done shit. All right, at least he cried. He wasn't like, oh, my guy that I no. cared about. He was like, I wish. He's like, he's like you're my hero. He's years yeah. ago, dude. You didn't know <laughs> no. this guy. He's like, you're my hero. I wanted to live up to your example. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I'd be crying too. Yeah. Sometimes I look at like any one of my peers and do yeah. that. Yeah. Sometimes I look at <laughs> Piers Morgan and do that too. <laughs> man i wish i was a big idiot i wish i was this dumb i'd be way happier Ign i wish i was useless ignorance is bliss <laughs> yeah so uh another roman emperor not too well the first roman emperor augustus would go meet alexander and we were told that he accidentally snaps the nose off of the corpse oh yeah so that's that happened. And then uh, we lose track of it in like the 300s AD. There's this massive fire in Alexandria and the tomb burns to the ground and Alexander's body is lost to history. Mm. So that's, that's where his corpse goes. Wait, what year was this? Sorry, I haven't said. Oh, uh, like in like the 300s or oh, 400s okay. AD. Yeah. So hmm. Ptolemy, as I said, he finds, founds the Ptolemaic dynasty that would rule over Egypt for the next 350 years. His great, 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 whatever granddaughter was the Cleopatra, the one that everyone knows about. Mm -hmm. So she's got her ties back to Alexander. Yeah, she's got her ties, big ties. Big, yeah. big, big uh, ties. Come on down to <laughs> Cleopatra's ties. We have all sizes of ties for all any sizes. types of men. Yes. All kinds of necks are welcome at Cleopatra's this ties. This is that extra thick Mark Anthony tie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a guy named Seleucus, he founds the Seleucid Empire, which would probably be the greatest of all of these, like, successor kingdoms. It took over the old Persian heartland. So, you know, Iran, Afghanistan, um, Iraq, Babylon, all those cities. And they would fight wars with the Romans for the next 200 or so years. They would fall apart eventually. So were these, were these um, with, with the Seleucids in particular, were, the, were they more Persian? Or did they still keep yeah. that, like, Greek... Identity. So the, this, or is what, this is what the Hellenistic age is: is all of these Eastern kingdoms being ruled by Greek guys in their image. So it's like this. This is where like the true like fusion of some historians like to make like this poetic like. And so Alexander's dream was realized because like East met West and it turned into a melting right. pot. And that's bullshit, but whatever. Um. But yeah. So it's like. Greek style kings ruling over Persian subjects, but blending the two. Right. Together. I mean, I think, I guess maybe just because it's more familiar to us with like Ptolemy, like, you know, I mean, over the next hundred years or whatever, he became that. Oh. That's what Egypt, when you think of Egypt, you think of like, you know, bah, bah, so, bah. just just to go back to Ptolemy. Oh, Cleopatra, 300 years later, is the first member of the entire Ptolemaic dynasty. That speaks Egyptian. Well, yeah. Really? All of them spoke Greek. Yeah. They just kept, they just never stopped. They were like never bothered to learn Egyptian. But they, but wow. they picked up the Egyptian flair though. You know what I mean? Like they had the. Kind of. Yeah. Like Ptolemy, probably the least of all the dynasties, just because well, like it, they're on the coast. They're just trading with. Right. Um, Three hundred. Wait, three hundred years later. Yeah. None all of right. them learned Egyptian. Listen, they just kept speaking Greek. I just need to meet one white person who speaks what Sacagawea spoke. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. 
All right. Well, we got them beat. We got them beat, dude. We got them yeah. beat. Yeah. No, but like even the people in, in Egypt are still speaking Egypt when speaking Egypt, speaking Egyptian. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other um, empires. The guy who takes over Macedonia itself is a guy named Antigonus. Um, and it would rule over Macedonia until it was conquered by the Romans about 150 years later. You might have to bleep that word out. It sounds like a slur. Mm. Antigonus, yeah. yeah. Well, the dynasty is the Antigonids. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Careful. Now, uh, we'll finish with Olympias. Why not? It's kind of where we started. Oh, sure. she's still kicking. So Olympias, Olympi- still yeah. kicking. She's been back, back in Macedonia this whole time. She never had stopped playing the political game. Devastated by the news of Alexander's passing, devastated by she can't get his body back to bury it. Um, but all the soldiers loved her. Uh, so she's kind of still jockeying for her own support. At one point, she is uh, facing battle against uh, Alexander's cousin and her husband named Philip III, who's Alexander's half-brother. You lost me, but that's and, cool. There's a lot of embryo. Yeah. yeah. So this, this army is led by Alexander's half-brother, and his wife, who happens to be Alexander's cousin. Olympias walks out onto the battlefield all the sol- before the battle starts. All the soldiers opposing her see her and are like, that's Alex's mom. We can't fight her. So then they arrest their generals, Alexander's half-brother, and turn her- them over to Olympias, who promptly see, this is them. why mm. this is why we need to sell, uh, send uh, Bella Daphine to Ukraine. Because that's the situation that would happen, right? She might, yeah. The right. Russians would lay down their arms. Zelensky would get arrested. Fight for Put- Beldelf. Putin would get arrested, and Bell would have yeah. her own little empire yeah. in the Donbass. Yeah, we'd be fine. We'd have a buffer state. That's what Delphinia. <laughs> Delphinia, nice. <laughs> yeah, um, but Olympias would not last too much longer after this. Um, she would meet her own death at the hands of a guy named Cassander, another of the Diadochi. Alexander's son with Roxanne, uh, he also gets caught up in all this. He's assassinated along with Roxanne when the boy is only 13 years old, also by Cassander, because he's worried about everyone rallying. I feel like Cassander himself also dies not too I feel like if we're going to murder a boy, 13 is probably the best age to murder them, right? Because 13-year-olds are fucking annoying. (laughs) Sure. No, I mean, if you had to kill a kid. You know, if you had to kill, if a you kid. had to kill a kid, all right. Well, you're not. If you were Jewish, you're not a kid anymore. Well, it was you're an adult. Four, Fourteen was the the man age for Mac Tom. You so oh. I killed him right before he became a man. All right, he should have waited. Yeah, a year I'm saying, Tom, you may respectful. you guys may have gotten my foreskin, but no. <laughs> <laughs> we put it on top of the penis pile. <laughs> It is in Macedonia the of now. The earth. That's what. That's what we are built. <laughs> what do you think we are building our giant pyramid out of? Yeah, that Gene Simmons what? is going to lay and rest. <laughs> oh, you mean my my man Hyam? Hyam. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the story of Alexander. So that's that's our little wrap up at the end. Everything falls apart. Everyone dies. They all fight over the spoils. Hey, they, none of them were great. You know, it's not Ptolemy the Great. It's not Seleucus the Great. Ptolemy the Great rolls off the tongue, but you're right. Yeah. Well, Connor, thank you so that much for exist. taking us through this epic. At the end of the day, I feel like we had to have this discussion. Was he great? Was he good? Was he excellent? 
Was he a sight? I think he was. I think he was great. Yeah. I think I think great amounts up just fine. I don't think that means like he's morally good or bad. Yeah. But he's great. He's a great presence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many things that in history that. You know, it's like the great man history versus like trends and forces history. Like, which one do you subscribe to? Well, it's always yeah. in the middle, but like, he is just so unbelievably like unique in terms of history that like him specific, like, there's so many things that, well, this individual did it, but if that individual didn't exist, someone else would have done I, it. I, I don't think that's true for Alexander. I don't think anyone else could have done what he no did. No one would have pushed it yeah. the way he I almost it. think, though, this is my take on it. I think that great is not good enough. Because, like, there's so many other the greats in history, right? Like, why? Yeah. And a lot of those the greats are not that great. <laughs> you know? I think we should make them a little bit better. Yeah. I think maybe... Alexander the Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Say, the Alexander, Alexander the Really Nice. And I don't mean nice as an attitude towards others. I mean in a time and like place. in a Tony Hawk. He's just nice. Yeah. Alexander's he's nice in as hell. Nice. Yeah, like yeah. in to- he's, he's in Nice being <laughs> like nice. Mike's knee magically gets repaired and he lands a laser flip and you'd be like, "That's nice." Yeah, yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get him back soon. Uh, now that we're done with this epic, I didn't want to reinvite him after his knee surgery to. Show up to this debacle. Yeah. Right in the middle of it. I don't yeah. know. I think it would have been a nice little flavor. It would have been fun for yeah. us. Yeah, he would have been. I, I think we would have hit a record of, uh, to quote, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. That would have been a, a big record. No, Connor, I'm so yeah. glad that we you took us through this. I'm so glad that we slowed down and we, we uh, went through this huge epic of a life. I mean, everything was... It, it kept us going, right? It was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks for indulging my love to learn about Alexander. Because I had never... I knew the broad strokes of this, but I had never, like, dug into the details. Um, so it was, it was nice to get the full picture. I'm glad you were able to get your rocks off here. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, uh, Connor's he been coming <laughs> the entire time. He's had a his, history oh, come. I have, I have finished. Oh, yeah, he's yes. finally done. There's buckets in Tom's basement in the corner. <laughs> Kill us. <laughs> Kill us together mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Okay, with that being said, uh, you know what else is great? Maybe not the platform, but the exchange used on the p- platform, Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. There you'll have the opportunity to give us your money. Mm-hmm. You should do that. Yeah. Um, Travis, do we have anything else? Is there a live merch store we- right now? I know we had some troubles with No, things. merch has been up the whole time. No one seems to be buying my violent docking uh, hat. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we sold two of those. Yeah, one of them was me and one of them was Fennec. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Violent docking. Honestly, I saw that hat. I was very not interested in being involved with merch, and I said, go for it. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> but, took me uh, a... I, too, would not buy that. That took me a long time to make. It was in the Mets-style uh, embroiderer, you know? That actually is hard to yeah, do. Yeah. That's hard to do. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> so if you like to violently right, well... dock your boats, not anything to do sexually. This is for yachting experiences which is where there's which a, is where you should be listening to roast mortem you should be naked on your yacht listening to us learning about history there are balls and penis on that hat 
Yeah. No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, isn't there mm. balls? That's a danky oh, shame. That That's got titties, balls, and dick on it. Oh, okay. uh, oh awesome. Good. So <laughs> buy your violently docking <laughs> hat today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No wonder only nobody listens to us. <laughs> All right. Thank, Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Bye.